2: We're off and running with the big show, Bob Quinn, at the great Iowa State Fair grounds today. No, fair not in progress, but there's a lot of activity going on. We're being hosted by the National Junior Angus Show here during the big show today. And throughout the show, we're going to be hearing from uh, some of the kids who are exhibiting here. Uh, They're from all over the countryside, and we're also going to be talking with our new slate of FFA officers. They are in studio today. I'm talking with uh, Mary Griman right now, and uh, Mary, you're, uh, what, co-chair of the uh, show yes, here? Yes,
3: I'm one of the co-chairs. There's four of us, uh, Trish and Colby Holmes, and my husband, Ted, and I.
2: So, uh, name sounds familiar. You have some background with this with the State Fair.
3: A little, yes. Uh, my father-in-law, Ted's dad, is Don Griman. Oh, he was yeah. on the fair board here for about 44 years, so, and... Uh, all of our family has always been here, grown up here, so spent lots and lots of time here. We help with the 4 Tour show and then the Angus show, and so lots of years hanging out here.
2: And now you're back with this uh, National Angus Show. So tell me a little bit about uh, uh, what's going on here with, with the National Junior Angus Show.
3: Well, our show this week it started Sunday. Um, cattle came in on Sunday. They could sign. All the kids get entered and registered um, for all their contests for all the showing things. Uh, Monday, we start the day off with lots of different contests. We had team fitting, uh, judging contest. Then you move into public speaking contests. Today is extemporaneous speaking. And then Monday night, we have opening ceremonies. And then our socials were that night. We have a junior one and an adult one out at the Hotel Sheraton Inn is our headquarters. And then uh, yesterday, we had our Angus Foundation golf tournament. Oh, nice. It was record numbers for that at the Legacy Golf Course. And so we had um, nearly 100 golfers for that yesterday. And then we have our annual cook-off, our Certified Angus Beef cook-off was all afternoon. And again, there was, oh, I think 32 or 34 teams of kids competing in that. And they do different uh, recipes, different cuts of meat, and they have to do a little skit with it that talks about the benefits of Certified Angus Beef. So big contest there, and then uh, wrap it up last night with our delegate dinner where the kids get an opportunity we have uh, a junior board uh, consisting of twelve kids and every year we elect six new ones to that board and those kids have to kind of go around and be politicians all week and they campaigned for their.
2: That's suffering. Well. That's almost child abuse. Doing making <laughs> them do something like that. It
3: was work. But they, last night uh, they had to do speeches, answer some questions, and then talk to the delegates that were there, and then and have dinner. We did feed them first, so there they were go. they were ready for the evening.
2: So we're talking a junior show. What what age group of kids are we working with here?
3: Uh, most of these kids are going to be eight to twenty one. Is our age range.
2: And they're from all over the countryside.
3: All over the countryside. You, um, we have 38 states represented. Um, New York all the way to California, Washington, Oregon, a lot of the southern states. Uh, most of them are from the Midwest. There's not too many states that d- participate.
2: It's not real fair for these guys coming in from out of town because we have the best Angus right here in Iowa.
3: Well, yes, we're a little biased <laughs> that way. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good cattle from all over this, the United is. States. So
2: uh, Here all week.
3: Here all week. We're not done till Saturday afternoon.
2: So um, you've been uh, all over the uh, city, I suppose.
3: No, most everything stays right here. We utilize the Varied Industries building for so our meals. So you're all
2: on campus here at the Fairgrounds. Yep, ground, right? all
3: on campus, all the barns here. So not to, other than out at the hotel, that's about it.
2: Uh, you, you mentioned it travels around quite a lot. Where are you going next year?
3: Next year it will be in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, Illinois and Wisconsin well, are the two in states. Dairy cattle yes, they're the co-hosts next year. Last year was in Nebraska. Year before that, Tulsa. Yeah. We kind of a lot of it stays in the Midwest. We don't travel too far. Denver, although we've had it in Perry, Georgia, and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. When too. you
2: come back to Iowa again. <laughs>
3: Well, it depends on uh, who who volunteers to be chairperson. We'd like
2: to host you back here again.
3: Well, yes. Typically, it's about every eight years it kind of comes yeah. around our way. It's um, fun
2: stuff because, uh, it, as you mentioned, it's a it's a cattle show. I mean, and a lot of us are familiar with what cattle shows are. But you also do a little education program on the side with a a, a lot of the different aspects of the industry as well. Yep.
3: Lots of contests, and then yeah. a lot of our sponsors um, have educational clinics for the kids and parents throughout the de- days. And uh, so there's always some of those. We have a big trade show. There's plenty of those things up there too.
2: Well, we sure like having all these kids running around here during the fairgrounds or uh, at the fairgrounds. Hey, I saw one of our uh, elected officials here, Tim Capucci, and stopped by.
3: Well, good. We had uh, Secretary Northy was at yeah, our was opening cere- oh, Yep, he was point. at our yeah. opening ceremonies to welcome everyone. And so yeah, we have some of those guys kind of stop in and out.
2: What part of the state are you from?
3: I am from Garner, Iowa, Garner, north Iowa. central.
2: You, you Got so. any rainfall up there?
3: No, actually we haven't. We got a bunch of hail the other day that didn't really help.
2: Yeah, that's hard to measure. Hard to make crops grow when you got hail dumping down on top of them. Yes. So how's things looking other than that? Pretty well,
3: um, that, it was pretty good when we left. We've been here since Wednesday, so I don't know what it looks yeah. like now. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. We'd missed a lot of the rains. It was kind of dry. We sure could have used some more, more rain.
2: So what do you have coming up over the next couple days here?
3: The next couple days today is what we call our bread and own show. That means these kids had to own the cow that these heifers are out of. And so um, this was what we usually competed in because we felt it was a little more rewarding because you made the mating, and it's things you picked out, the traits you picked out, and so it's nice to be rewarded for your foresight, so to speak. Um, Tomorrow they'll have cow-calf pairs. The steers and the bulls. Nice. And then Friday and um, most of Saturday, it's what we call owned heifers, and those are heifers that kids have bought. Do
2: you do any sales here?
3: No, no sales other than uh, the contest team sales. We have that tonight. Okay. <laughs> but no sales.
2: We're going to talk uh, throughout the noon hour with uh, some of the uh, folks who are here. It's the National Junior Angus Show up at the Iowa State Fairgrounds. Doug Cooper is going to take a look at what's going on in the Marketplace. Coming up here
0: on The Big Show.
2: Hey, Bob Quinn back during the big show. We're talking about the uh, National Junior Angus Show, our host uh, during the big show today. We're at the Iowa State Fairgrounds. That show is uh, in uh, all week long. Uh, lots of young folks out here. And man, that is the future of uh, agriculture, future of row crop agriculture, future of animal agriculture as well in these uh, young kids who are showing Angus cattle and they travel all around the countryside during the next uh, hour and a half here during the big show. We'll be talking to kids all the way from Texas uh, up through the uh, Midwest. I believe we have a young uh, person from North Carolina also who's showing here. So we're going to get a good flavor of what these uh, kids are doing right here in the uh, state of Iowa at the uh, great Iowa State Fairgrounds. Speaking of youth, Doug Cooper is in studio today, and Doug has surrounding him our newly elected slate, I believe, Doug, of the, Iowa FFA officers, what's going on in house today? Well, we're
4: we're trying to figure out how to get everything aligned, uh, you know, in order of uh, importance. And I gave up. <laughs> but we have the president of the Iowa FFA, and I haven't got my list yet, so I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Well, hi. Uh, so my name is Zach Hamilton. Uh, I get to serve this year as the state president of the Iowa FFA Association. Uh, I'm originally from Eastern Iowa. So around the Goose Lake and Clinton area. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
4: Okay. Well, um, what are your plans? What do you think is important? What needs to – what are your
1: goals? So uh, as far as personally goes, uh, I'm actually a student at Iowa State University right now. That's a good Um, choice. Iowa State, go Cyclones. Uh, Basketball season, I'm waiting for it. I'm ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so I'm studying apparel merchandising and design out there right now. Uh, so I'm planning on becoming a fashion designer once I end up uh, with college. So um, wow. through my FFA experiences, a lot of what myself and my team are trying to do is to try and show a lot of the diversity in agriculture. Uh, I grew up in production agriculture. I had a cornfield behind me, in front of me, and on both sides of me, and I had sheep in my backyard. So
4: No soybeans?
1: No soybeans. It was mostly corn. It was okay. mostly corn. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I under- er, I have a deep love for that production agriculture. However, there's a lot of different places that – Um, students today can go and still be involved with an agriculture certainly
4: true well why don't you uh, introduce the group here and we'll just start over here Uh, let let them do it themselves i think and uh, i'm carly Grau.
3: yep that's
5: correct
4: uh northwest state vice president you're from where
5: i am originally from newell
4: from newell okay and where are you from now
5: I um, will be located in Ankeny and will be going to DMAC there to study good ag year. education.
4: Very good. And what are your plans, goals for uh, the year?
5: I think my goals for the year are to really connect with our members and to make a personal connection with them and show them that even though we're state officers, we are FFA members just like them and show them that we have all the interests that they do as well.
4: Okay, I'm going to have the next person introduce herself, uh, Peyton Schmidt. I'm I'm trying to read your name tag, too. Is that right?
5: (laughs) Yep, Peyton Schmidt.
4: You're the state secretary? What does that mean?
5: Uh, That means essentially... You have to take
4: all the notes for him (laughs) and
5: dictate to you (laughs) We do occasionally have those meetings where I am in charge of taking notes. But um, in addition to that, uh, I work very closely with our reporter on things like our social media and producing our Iowa FFA Today videos and things along those lines.
4: Boy, that's a thing that's getting more and more important. You're probably pretty busy already.
5: Yeah, we've really been trying to... um, Encourage members to get involved in a variety of activities and really illustrate that diversity of agriculture, like Zach mentioned, through all of our social media platforms. Where are you from? I'm from Lone Tree, so Lone just south Tree. of Iowa City.
4: Okay, and what are you doing now?
5: I will be attending Iowa State this fall to study Ag Communications and minor in Animal Science.
4: Very good. Next up, uh, Caleb. Yep, yep, Finnegan? that's right. Southwest State Vice President. You're from where?
6: I'm from Guthrie Center, Iowa. So Guthrie about an, Center. Yep, okay. about an hour west of Des Moines.
4: And tell me about what you do and what, you, uh, what your goals are.
6: I, so I come from a small uh, town of about 1,500 people. Uh, my family has a small row crop operation. and uh, We have a few cows on the side. Um, this fall I'll be attending Central College in Pella, so kind Good of out you. of the agricultural community. Uh, but I'll be majoring in actuarial science and accounting and hopefully land a job back in the egg field someday uh, working with statistics.
4: Boy, that sounds fun. Yeah, I, I like my numbers. So, <laughs> the class I hated the most at Iowa State was statistics.
6: Oh, I, I love numbers.
4: <laughs> Should have had you around. Uh, you've told me where you're from. Getting confused here. Your goals? What's your best advice to young people?
6: Uh, my, be- my best advice to young people is just go out of your way to take uh, opportunities that lie in front of you uh if you have something uh, and something great comes up uh go ahead take that shot go ahead take and take that opportunity um don't live life with regrets uh i guess with
1: the lucky land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
5: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Yep. That's really good advice. Cassie, is, this, is that right? I'm guessing. Absolutely, yep. Cassie Bond, and you're from South Central, state vice president. Where are you from?
5: Um, I'm Cassie Vaughn. Like you said, the South Central State Vice President this year. I'm from Earlham, Iowa, really small town, about thirty minutes west of Des Moines.
4: Earlham, I've been to Earlham.
5: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
4: Everybody's been to
5: Earlham. Oh, you <laughs> bet.
4: <laughs> what What do you uh, hope to do, accomplish uh, your year as uh, an officer of FFA?
5: Yeah, well, I'll be headed to Iowa State University this fall to major in agricultural policy. Um, And this year with FFA members, I really just hope to provide to them the experiences that I've been able to have in FFA, FFA, excuse me. You know, I think any FFA member or any past FFA member would truly testify that in some way, shape, or form, FFA has helped prepare them for um, their careers and for later on in life. So I just really hope to connect with members this year and help them, you know, build professional context as well as prepare them for their future careers.
4: All right. We're going to take a break here, and the rest of you get a little more time. Now that you know the questions <laughs> I asked, but... Uh, I don't usually do the same thing twice. So we'll take a break, come back. I've got markets and we'll uh, we'll talk more with these young folks here, the leaders of tomorrow here in the studio. We continue now with the big show, a room full of FFA officers and advisors taking up a good deal of the space, I might note. And uh, we're all here. We're going to talk with them some more, but I'm going to read some markets because we have a report that came out at 11 o'clock. I was just looking at the numbers as I was talking to these young people, and I wondered what did that report say? Because corn has been under some pressure all morning, but all of a sudden it's double digit down, 12 to 14, 12 to 15 cents down now. And a DTN analysts are saying that corn futures remain well in the red after uh, that report was released. They did trim some earlier losses as traders decided that larger than expected projections for stockpiles are not As troublesome for the main U.S. crop, as originally feared, USDA's monthly supply demand report looked at domestic corn production for 2017-18 at 2.325 billion bushels. That was more than the analyst's average estimate and the agency's June figure, which world stockpiles are also seen ranging ahead of both Predictions markets are brought to you by Champion Seed. Plant a pallet of Champion Seed for a consistently strong performance. This ag tip is brought to you by ChampionSeedOfIowa.com. Well, I gave you a hint: September corn 386 and a half, 15 and a quarter down. December 399 a quarter, 15 down. March 409, 14 a quarter down. August soybean ten fourteen and a half, 14 and three quarters down. September 1019 and a quarter, 15 down. November 1027 and three quarters, 15 and three quarters down. Bean meal, December three forty ninety five thirty a ton lower. December bean oil thirty three ninety six thirty six 36 points down. September wheat five thirty eight and a half fourteen and a half and a half, 14 and a half down. Kansas City September wheat 544 13 and a half down, September spring wheat Minneapolis wheat 782 14 and three quarters down. Strength in live cattle and feeder cattle fact limit up August live cattle 11788, October 11778 up 295, December 11803 up 270, February 11833 up 235. Limit up in feeder cattle August 151.75, September 151.68, and October 150. Even someone asked, What's limit up? $4.50. July lean hogs 92.55 up 40, August 82.75, a half a dollar higher. October 69.95 up 78 cents. December 64.22 up 45. August crude 45.76 72 points higher. Heating oil a dollar 49 a gallon, one penny higher. Gold's up 610, September silver 20 cents higher. The Dow is up 109 points. Markets are brought to you by Champion Seed. No two seasons are alike. Champion Seeds Palette Program is the best way to get a consistently strong performance for the long haul. Take advantage of the power of the palette with Champion Seeds. we got a lot of information coming your way during the course of the remainder of the big show. Of course, in just a few minutes, your local stations will update the news. Bob Quinn will be back at the Junior Agnes show out at the fairgrounds. And I got a group of young people in here just itching to talk. We'll be talking to them right here on the big show.
2: Uh, the big show in progress from the National Junior Angus Show. Bob Quinn here at the Great Iowa State Fairgrounds. I am uh, between the livestock pavilion and the cattle barn. I got the pickup truck sitting here sideways, and we're talking right off the tailgate of the pickup. And Mia Byer is with us. How are you doing, young lady?
7: I'm doing really well, thank you. Now, you
2: are working on next year's program. You tell me.
7: We are 2018, living the dream. I'm going to be hosted in Madison, Wisconsin next summer.
2: Living the dream, you must be coming back to Iowa again.
7: Oh, yes. We're only hoping it cools off 10 or 15 or 20 degrees next year. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 50th anniversary of the National Junior Angus Show in Wisconsin next summer. So this this show
2: travels around the countryside. And, And by the way, how many exhibitors are here?
7: Oh, there was about 900 or 800 exhibitors entered. Uh, I think they said that was around in the sixes that actually, actually showed up, around 600.
2: And then you've got uh, more cattle than that.
7: Yes, we had 1,900 head entered here this year. Um, you know, not all 1,900 are here, but, um, you know, there's a lot of cattle. We're showing a lot of cattle these next four days.
2: So um, t- tell me then, uh, this is a traveling show. And we're going to Wisconsin next year.
7: we are. so what's the
2: process of getting the show uh, to Wisconsin? What do you have to do?
7: Yeah, you have to apply okay um with the you know with the American Angus Association. you have to put in a you know kind of like a bid. you have to apply basically to host it. Um, of course, requirements for the Angus show, one of the largest breed shows in the nation um, is room and there really are only about eight locations nationwide that can even host this show that have the capacity to to stall that many cattle and cool. madison has a brand new facility uh lion energy center they it just was totally remodeled and um that's where we're going to go next year so
2: you're going to be on the grounds of, of the world dairy expo then?
7: yeah we yep. will be mm-hmm.
2: that's beautiful grounds there um it, as far as the, the, this week you're going to be here the rest of the week mm-hmm. correct and you have shows every day we do a lot of young folks here, and we had talked a little bit about showing cattle. And of course, everybody kind of knows what that's about. But you also do educational programs as well, and you have trade show up here in Buried Industries building.
7: Yes, educational events going on all week. I mean, they started on Monday, and, and they're still continuing through everything from um, team contests like fitting and sales talk to individual things like extemporaneous speaking, public speaking contests. There's poster contests. There's uh, livestock judging. There's just a, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, I mean, the main thing here, I mean, the kids and the, the families, they're here to exhibit their cattle and show off their cattle, but there's a lot of other activities going on all week long.
2: Well, good luck with next year's program. Sure is nice to have you guys host us during the big show today, the National Junior Angus Show. We're going to talk more about that, but speaking of young people, Doug Cooper is uh, sitting in the studio with our newly elected slate of state FFA officers. Doug, uh, who do you have with you today, and what are you guys talking about?
4: Well, we're, we're talking about you.
2: <laughs> well, that's out, there in the out there, out there,
4: outside, enjoying the weather with all those Angus cattle around you. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. No, we're, we're talking about FFA here today. And we got some of the officers in. Some of them had to leave. And we're going to talk to the remaining one. And uh, I'm going to try to – I'm going to have you introduce you. I see it's Ann, but I'm not sure I can pronounce the last name from this distance. Ann? Ann? tell me about yourself
5: so my name is annie Wallen. i'm from the super southwest corner of iowa so a small town uh called clarinda huh. this year no i'm Clorinda. serving as the state reporter so i will be attending iowa state next year hopefully majoring in ag communications with a minor in public relations Oh well,
4: good for you what what are your goals uh, as state reporter what are your what's your job and what are your goals
5: um, as Peyton Schmidt said earlier, I'm really working very closely with our state secretary to make sure that social media is a thing that is continued to be growing. We really want to get out there and connect with the members through different ways like social media. So as Peyton said earlier, like I said, um, we are really working on the Iowa FFA today and just um, making sure that we're posting pictures on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
4: Okay. And uh, your plans at Iowa State or ag communication. What was the other one?
5: Uh with the minor in public public relations, ah, excuse okay. me.
4: Well that's that's a that's a good good place to go for <laughs> ag communications. Yes, sir. It certainly is. Okay, I'm gonna go to you. I can't see your name, Doug, so you're gonna have to check. <laughs> All
5: right. Out. My name is Allie Babcock. I'm this year's North Central State Vice President with the Iowa FFA. Um, I'm planning on going to Iowa State this fall to major in agronomy and pre med. Wow.
4: Yep. Well, that's quite a you have, you yeah, know, it's an
5: interesting combination. It is well,
4: <laughs> not a bad one. It's interesting. Where are you from?
5: I'm from Gilbert, Iowa, so just north of Ames.
4: Well, you're not too far away from home. No, nope, not Iowa at all. State. Yeah, a lot of people don't like to go that close to. Home.
5: <laughs> it's a it's a little hard being that close to home, but you know, Iowa State's campus is kind of like another world within Ames. So,
4: well, yeah. it it definitely is. I tried to get my daughter to go to Iowa State, and she went to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun for us to go see her.
5: Uh
4: okay. What's Hi. your name?
5: Rachel Zumbaugh.
4: Okay. Rachel, where are you from?
5: I'm from Coggin, Iowa. It's north of Cedar Rapids about a half an hour.
4: Okay, I know where Cog coggin- is you know Jack Kensel?
5: I do know Jack Kinsel. That's too bad.
4: <laughs> he seems pretty nice. <laughs> he is a nice man. Just don't tell him I said so.
5: Okay, I'll try what not. what's
4: your uh you are?
5: I'm the Northeast State Vice President. Northeast State
4: Vice President. (laughs) And goals?
5: Uh, I'm attending Iowa State University uh, as well, and I'll be majoring in agriculture, education, and global resource systems uh, for my purpose. Step
0: into the world of power, loyalty, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: Personal goals, but um, for as far as my um, state officer year goes, I guess my huge goal is just that connection that Annie was talking about. I think it's a lot of our goals this year and just recognizing the friendships that you can build within uh, this organization.
4: What's global resource?
5: <laughs> Re- or global resource systems is a major based off of the World Food Prize Program in uh, glo- ah. the Global Youth Institute, which I participated in as well.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, good for you. That sounds that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, come over here real quick, or go over there, or some. Get. I want to talk. I'm going to wrap it up with Zach. I'm going to give him the last word. It certainly isn't. Oh well. D- Darren can come over. Is that Darren? Chase. Okay.
8: Uh, All right. My name is Chase. Josh
4: is uh, shy.
8: Okay. Yeah. My name is Chase Berniger, Chase. Okay. I'm originally from Otumwa. I'm currently serving as the Southeast State Vice President this year. Oh, okay. Okay.
4: And you've heard all the questions. uh, (laughs) Answer them.
8: Well, uh, my goal this year is really – kind of build on what everybody's done last year we'd like to lay out more work that way we can make progress and next year's team has an easier job than this year's team
4: feel Uh, pretty comfortable with the people you're working around here Oh
8: yes this is um around me this is the greatest group of eight people that i could possibly be working with um i think everybody i think knows their job and is extremely
2: good with it okay
4: so zach final word Um. um As president, you lead these people, but you have to work together as a team. How do you accomplish that?
1: I think the way that we accomplish that is we just recognize that we are all a lot of different individuals with a lot of different backgrounds. You know, we come from all over the state. I mean, we have... Uh, A record membership of 14,000, I believe it's 895 members now. So we really have to go ahead and work together with all of our different backgrounds, our different interests, and really bring it to all those 14,895 members. Uh, So we always have those members in mind.
4: 14,895 members in Iowa. That's correct. And and there's more than, is that pretty high i mean where does iowa rank in ffa membership you know
1: don't quote me on this but i believe we're like 11th or 12th uh somewhere in that range uh within the nation as far as membership goes so there's a couple states are a lot bigger than us but uh we are i believe like the number fifth most attended uh state convention in iowa so iowa does it well we we're well known for that
4: okay well all of you folks thank you so much for coming by josh appreciate it uh Off to Nationwide now, huh? We are, we are. Nationwide is on our side, so we're going to catch up with them. And what's the purpose of, of what you guys are doing today? Well, thank you, Doug, for that. Actually, we are on what we call our Partnership Visit Week, and so we have the great fortune to take our state officer team to 36 of our outstanding partners, supporters, that help us make sure that we can provide the opportunities for the future generation through FFA. And so we want to give back a little, introduce these great leaders to them, and hopefully help uh, illustrate some of the great opportunities here in Iowa for our young people. Well, we'll see all of you folks again at the Iowa State Fair. That's probably the next thing in our schedule that will bump into you folks. Good luck. Look forward to that. We'll uh, break in the program. We got some weather coming your way and more market information right here. 22 minutes after 12 on The Big Show. Big show continues. I'm Doug Cooper in the studio. Bob Quinn at the Iowa State Fairgrounds. He is visiting with a lot of folks attending the National Junior Angus Show out at the fairgrounds. Get out there and see a lot of young people working some really nice cattle. They got the Angus cattle breed is uh, well, they're all good breeds, I think, uh, but uh the angus angus people uh are pretty uh, pretty aggressive in in promoting their their particular breed of cattle and they're all out at the fairgrounds young people and they but i think i heard him say they're going to madison wisconsin next year that 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 should be interesting i wonder where their first one was very first junior angus show Well, let's uh, bring you some market information brought to you by Champion Seed. You know, seeds need 30% of their weight in water to germinate. This ag tip is brought to you by ChampionSeedOfIowa.com. Want to run down just a quick look here at uh, some livestock numbers. The prior day hog report, negotiated purchases, barrels and gilts. Western Corn Belt yesterday totaled 5,611 with a weighted average eighty seven eighty one twenty cents higher. Live sales 2,535, weighted average 69.06. No comparison available because yesterday. The uh, none of packers submitted information. Morning report: only seven hundred and twenty carcass hogs, ranging eighty-two to eighty-seven fifty, weighted average eighty-six. Sixty-one, A dollar twenty lower. Live sales totaled uh, nineteen hundred and seventy. Rare. Uh, interesting note there that more live basis hogs than than carcass hogs. Weighted average sixty eight fifty eight forty eight cents lower. Pork carcass cut out this morning, 106.84 a dollar and 58 cents higher. That's on a 205-pound pork carcass, 53 to 54 percent lean. And a quick look at uh, some cattle activity: picking up a few sales. Dtn analysts say around 120 in parts of Kansas midday, two dollars higher than the bulk of last week's trade. Looking for prices, asking prices, 122 in the south, one ninety 190, one ninety two 192 in the north. Marcus brought to you by Champion Seed. Always plan ahead. Next season, be sure to take advantage of the Champion Seed Pallet Program. Yield more for less and get a stronger performance over time. Visit ChampionSeedofIowa.com. More information, more news coming your way. Bob Quinn, Junior Angus Show. All that here on The Big Show.
2: Uh, the big show in progress bob quinn here at the great iowa state fairgrounds it's the national junior angus show we're talking about and uh tim martison is uh with us uh, once again tim is uh wearing a green jacket around here and he's all tied up here and uh, looks pretty sharp
9: he must be one of the officials here yeah, we try to look uh, pretty sharp when we can here. Uh, most of us here are here for from different states and stuff. We're here to represent our states and show what our agricultural sectors have to offer. Now, you're from Iowa. Yes, sir. So you're back uh, in your own backyard almost. Oh, Basically, yes. How have been affiliated with these guys? I've been affiliated since my very first Nationals it was actually here in Des Moines back in 2008. It was my very first Junior Nationals when it all started for me. So talk about what, uh, what it means for these kids to be able to show in this ring here. For them, it's actually being out there and they're getting to exhibit their projects they get to work on year round. It's an amazing experience that they get to work year-round, and actually their five minutes of fame are in the show ring, whether or not they make it with the knit and gritty out there uh, versus their competitors who are actually their best friends. So it's actually a key, uh, cool little rumble and tumble of how they get to compete with their friends.
2: You know, here, here's the thing that, that I've noticed back here in the barn as well. These kids are trying to fit these uh, cattle to go in the show ring, and if they need something, the guy next to him is the first one to dive into his show box and dig something out for them.
9: Yes, it's a very uh, friendly environment here. Everyone's on a team, even though they're competing against each other. It's a a great deal to see how everyone's so competitive. Everyone's fighting for that first spot in line while they are helping each other out. And uh, they're really just, they share supplies. It costs a lot of money to get here. Uh, People are exchanging tires when they blow one on the side of the road. And uh, this is one of the few industries you'll see people will give anything, even the shirt off their back, to help one out. Oh, hey, man, this is Iowa Agriculture. You betcha. Uh,
2: Now, uh, we
9: pulled you out of the Varied Industries building. Uh, We're over here at the uh, Livestock Pavilion, so you're a ways away. What are you doing all the way over there? What's going on in that building? In the Varied Industries building, we're hosting our lunch menu uh, that's actually been donated by our lovely state for everyone to come up for free and get to. Also, there's our extemporaneous speeching contest, which is actually a contest for the juniors who come up. They're giving 20 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on their division, and they get a, to pull three topics out of a hat. They get to have a two-minute speech, two-minute to speech on that topic they pull out regarding questions about uh, the technology involved in the Angus Association, uh, ways to communicate between the juniors of different states, and things that could better the breed, as such as new contests and things like that, that, that us green jackets get use to better the breed. Now talk a little bit about what you do back uh, in Iowa City. Uh, back in Iowa City, I'm home for the summer. I actually study uh, cybersecurity. Uh, I actually go to Western Illinois. Um, I have a small farm at home where me and my sister own a couple of cattle, and we're starting to use our own genetics to better the breed uh, nationally.
2: There you go. Why are you interested in the cattle business? You can do anything else in the world right now. Young fellow like yourself going off to school, and here you want to stay involved in uh, Iowa
9: agriculture. Uh, agriculture is amazing. The feeling that you get to see your genetics on the rail Feed someone across the nation is one of the most gratifying feelings you can get. When you're feeding America, you're feeding the hungry, especially even in other countries you're feeding their hungry with the beef that you've produced and you've made it as efficient as you can and as tasty as well. There's nothing better than feeling you've helped someone out and you gave them a product that actually helps them throughout survival and So
2: life. Why, why purebred? Why, why are you working with purebred cattle instead
9: of just crossbreeding? I might be a little biased here, but the Angus breed offers... <laughs> you are biased, but that's Okay. <laughs> The Angus breed offers maternal traits for the farmers out there. It is far easier and proven statistically and scientifically that Angus breeds, Angus-based cattle, even easier calving, meaning there's less work needed to calf the cow itself, They milk better than most other breeds on average, and they also have far better terminal traits, such as how much marbling they have on the rail, what the poundage is on the rail, the heart carcass weight, and stuff like that, as well as the marketing behind the Angus breed. It brings it all together in a great package for anyone to use.
2: Tim, you're quite a salesman for the Angus breed. Oh, I try to be. i got to tell you. And uh, Angus uh, is the one thing that is actually bred all the way through to the consumer as
9: well. Yes. You can buy, and if you go to the meat case... You can buy Angus beef. Yes, certified Angus beef is our official stamp. There's other things such as certified uh, Hereford beef and stuff like that. CAB is the one that is considered the highest quality. You betcha. Hey, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Talking about the National Junior Angus Show. When we come back here
2: on the Big Show, we're going to talk agronomy in southwest Iowa. Stay with us. And the big show continues. We're at the National Junior Angus Show here at the uh, Iowa State Fairgrounds. Bob Quinn on the ground here at the fairgrounds. It's 1244 on the big show clock. Doug Cooper is going to be joining us here for markets in just a moment. But let's talk a little agronomy right now. And on the telephone line with me right now is Mark Storr. Mark is the technical service representative with our friends from BASF. He lives in Nevada, services the western two-thirds of Iowa. Mark, kind of give us a rundown of uh, cropping conditions in the western part of the state here.
8: Well, they got some rain over here, Bob. It depends where you're at, <clears throat> but over in the uh, Council Bluffs and Red Oak area, I heard uh, three tenths down in Council Buffs and uh, uh, an inch or so in the in the uh, uh, Redfield area. So uh, things are a little. It depends on where you're at. I guess right now, generally, we need a rain over a lot of the state, but the crop, the yield potential looks very good at this point in time, as far as I'm concerned.
2: You notice any uh, disease pressure?
8: What's well, it's interesting you can bring that up. Uh, last week in Marion County, uh, did see some uh, gray leaf spot. And uh, gray leaf spot is an interesting disease. It is one that uh, uh, generally can, can start this time of the year, uh, usually a week or two before tasseling. And septoria brown spot is also uh, a significant disease in uh, soybeans, too.
2: Well, you know, the weather's been hot. Uh, no kidding, right? We're all we're all outside, and that trend uh, may continue. Talk about the impact that uh, we'll have, and uh, what uh, kind of advice do you have for those uh, guys and gals out there still uh, putting some fungicide applications out?
8: Well, weather plays a huge role in disease development. <clears throat> and, you know, what we're concerned more about is humidity and the duration of leaf wetness. Because even though a gray leaf spot, we know it's favored in corn, you know, when temperatures of 70 to 90 degrees. That's kind of its, you know, ideal uh, zone. It could be a little cooler, or a little warmer than that, and it'll still stay alive. But it tends to thrive under those conditions. But we still need to have free water on the plant or high humidity for infection to occur. But like I said, it's not uncommon to see gray leaf shot uh, showing up this time of year. Once established, you this disease can, you know, continue to cycle only every couple of weeks on a very susceptible hybrid. And so we will have to continue to monitor this disease and other diseases as we move forward. But uh, I would recommend if you've got a a plant that's infected with gray leaf swine, you need to treat uh, with a fungicide. And we would recommend Headline Amp at a rate of uh, 10 ounces per acre at the VT or R1 crop stage because uh, we know that, you know, Headline Amp offers the best in-class preventative and post-infection disease control. We could also improve stock strength. But this disease, depending on the amount of infection, can cause you – 5 to 50% yield loss. So You really don't want to mess with
2: it. Hey, give me about uh, 15 seconds on what that disease looks like in the field.
8: Look for uh, lesions that are con- con- on the, almost like striped between the veins on the corn plant. If you have those, uh, those uh, small lesions, you need to pay close attention.
2: A couple of seconds left here, Mark. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, soybeans. Uh, any uh, concerns there?
8: Well, the septoria is a disease we have every year, Bob. Uh, That's one that uh, soil splashes the infection onto the lower leaves, and once the infection is there, the beans have to, you know, they have to live with it throughout the year. But what we're concerned about is uh, defoliation or premature defoliation. If we can preserve or keep those leaves on by applying a fungicide like Paraxor, if we can just save one three-bean pod on every plant in a typical uh, bean field, that's three bushel per acre yield saved because of that seed. So uh, that's significant, and that will pay the bills.
2: So you say if we just save, I'm going to repeat that again because that's some pretty important stuff. All you have to do is save one three-bean pod per plant, and that translates into a three bushels uh, per acre savings in the field. Is that right?
8: Yeah, on a typical uh, Iowa soybean field, looking at around 150 to 180 population. But, yeah, it's very important that soybeans, we set pods, and we keep them because what will happen is uh, under the stressful environmental conditions, we'll see beans that will they'll abort those pods and not retain those. And, of course, if we defoliate the plant early, we'll also see a pod abortion occurring. So, yeah, it's roughly for each three-bean pod, that's the equivalent of three bushels per acre. Two beans would be six bushel. Three, uh, three pods per three-bean pods would be nine bushels. So, yeah, it adds up pretty significantly. And that's why... When people use a product like 3 they really normally see uh, between 3 and 5 bushel yield response pretty pretty easy.
2: Wow. Hey, uh, how about insects? Uh, is see any in insect activity?
8: Really pretty limited, Bob. I've heard nothing on aphids. That's one that we uh, watch very closely mm-hmm. soybeans. soybeans. Uh, but a few uh, uh, Japanese beetles here in Pakistan throughout the state.
2: Okay. How can we find out more from you guys?
8: Uh Have people contact their local BASF retailer, and if he doesn't know uh, the information that you need, he can contact the local BASF representative.
2: Hey, thanks so much for visiting with us a little bit today. Our boots on the ground, eyeballs out in the field is uh, Mark Storr. Mark is the technical service representative with BASF. He's in Nevada. We're talking about the western uh, two-thirds of Iowa. Back with us again next week, of course, the uh, gang from BASF. Doug Cooper and Mark, it's ahead here on The Big Show.
4: We continue with the big show. I'm Doug Cooper. Thanks, Bob. Bob Quinn out covering the uh, National Angus Junior Angus Show. A lot of young people there showing Angus cattle. Couldn't think of any better place to be on a nice, lovely Iowa day today. It's a humdinger. which is other words words say it's pretty humid out there, but these, these kids know what they're doing, and they're doing a fine job. Bob's not doing so bad either. Well, we got about six minutes before the top of the hour we refer to as 1 o'clock here on the big show, and this is when we usually run down some weather information, and let me do just that. Weather is brought to you during the big show by the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. They provide farmers with the tools they need to make responsible updates to their livestock farms and offer guidance to new farmers just getting started. Visit supportfarmers.com to find out more. The Coalition to Support Iowa's Farms, Farmers, your farm, your family, their focus. And let me look up the uh, latest uh Forecast Here, the uh, regional forecast, it'll give us an idea of what's making the weather do what it's doing. Weak low pressure centered over southern Missouri this morning with a frontal boundary extending west into Nebraska. Warm temperatures will push heat index uh, values near 105 degrees across most of southwestern, southern, central, and eastern Iowa. Showers and thunderstorms are expected to redevelop this afternoon into the evening hours, with a few storms strong to severe through the evening hours again. Tonight, the severe weather threat will diminish and heavy rainfall potential will pick up as widespread moderate to heavy rain is expected along and south of Highway 20 with the highest amounts along an area south of Interstate 80. Widespread rainfall amounts, one inch are possible, with some of the higher totals approaching two inches. Temperatures will fall into the mid-60s to low-70s overnight. So that's good news, get a better night's sleep. Our air conditioner doesn't pump as much cool air into the room at night as I would like it. And uh, and, uh, the weather service goes on to say they get a break from the heat Thursday and Friday as high as should be back into the mid to low-80s. By the weekend, though, back into the 90s, after tonight, there is no significant chances for rain for at least the next week. Markets are brought to you by Champion Seed, Seed of championseedofiowa.com. Farming goes back generations, but now it's your turn. Make it count, plant champion. Basis information working off the September corn contract 386 and a half. The contract trading down 15 and a quarter cents. Cargill Eddyville 36 under September futures by the 21st of July, 40 under for the balance of July. Hours 6 to 5 today, tomorrow, and Friday. First Co-op Cherokee, 60 under September for July futures, 57 under for August. Gavlon Grain Creston, 47 under September futures for delivery during July. Corn futures delivered during July. All right. Soybean number August 1019, 10, 10 and a quarter cents higher coming off their lows. 1019 and a quarter is about nine cents higher than its low and about 12 cents under its high. So uh, it's right in the middle of things. Cargill-Cedar Rapids, 25 under August for July delivery, 30 under for August. Cargill-Iowa Falls, 33 under for July delivery, 38 under for August. First Co-op Cherokee, 78 under for July-August delivery. Gavlon Grain, 66 cents under August futures for delivery in July. Bungie West Council Bluffs, west coast of Iowa, 45 cents. Under August futures for delivery by the 21st of July, 56 under August for the balance of the month. want to get back and uh, take a look at the uh, cattle market. I kind of hinted at some of the information we were seeing. It looks like the market is picking up 120 in parts of Kansas midday. That's $2 higher than the bulk of last week's Southern live trade. The rest of cattle country remains quiet. Just a few scattered bids reported. Asking prices 122 plus in the South, 190, 192 in the North. Fed cattle exchange had a total of 2,655 head. 1,907 head actually sold. Weighted average of those cattle, 667 head, one to nine-day delivery, 1,1780. One to 17-day delivery on 580 head, 1,1845. And 17-to-30-day delivery on 660 head, 1,1734. Markets are brought to you by Champion Seed with the promise of a new season and the power of a new generation. That's heritage reinvented. Visit championseedofiowa.com to learn more. Plant champion, finish stronger. News coming up, Brush Limbaugh in about five minutes right here on your Big Show stations.
9: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?